Welcome to Home's Room. Just like homeroom, we start off our day getting together with our homies, swapping stories, even a little kiss and tell action. This podcast contains language not suitable for younger listeners. Topics about sex and mental health. Discretion is advised. Our views are our own. Let class begin. That's holiday bells. That's, that's holiday bells. Just so everybody knows, it's holiday bells. I Just heard those to... before you hit record, and I didn't know what the hell it was. It's like whatever. <laughs> I was hoping it's so. I've been like clenching them in my hand for so long to try and make them not make noise, so you couldn't tell they were there, but they had to be accessible. So happy holidays, everybody! It's it's around that time, so. I just wanted to be silly, kind of like the uh, Halloween episodes. I had to throw something in there. Start this off with a laugh. Um, Absolutely. Hopefully hopefully it was enjoyable. Um, We're here, Caitlin, I, peoples, you. It's a good good thing. Um, Speaking of peoples, today we're going to talk about how to survive the holidays or how we survive the holidays or ways to try and survive the holidays. It's not like a hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy kind of thing, but um, you know, or whatever zombie land, like survival guide, but uh, it is um, yeah. What our, what our take is on that. And hopefully you are surviving the holidays. So um, we're lucky and this is preemptive for us. So maybe we can take our own advice. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, I, it is uh, tips to survive, which is super fitting. I feel like I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if it's just adulthood or you know me wishing I could go back to childhood when all it was was just fun and enjoyment and magic. And that's not what the holidays are anymore, man. I don't know if <laughs> uh, if you feel the same, but um, yeah, it's not, it's not a hundred percent enjoyment. There's, there's a lot of good that that come with the holiday season. But um, both of us thought it was probably good timing, or at least um, hopefully would help somebody out to have a conversation about ways that we survive the stresses of the holiday season. Yeah. Um, I think that it's one of those, like some people have like amazing families and some people have, you know, like, okay families. And some people have like, I really don't want to have to go do this. And it's important to acknowledge that like, there are good families out there that enjoy being around each other. And there are families that don't enjoy being around each other, but they do it for the sake of like kids or, you know, the, the spirit of the holidays, no matter what holiday it is that you're celebrating. And hopefully these tips are, you know, fun enough, but also, like real enough that like maybe somebody gets some help out of it. I don't know. Absolutely. All right. When you were sitting down to set your list of survival tips, what were things that you kept in mind? Like specific instances where you've been struggling with the holidays or something like where, what is, what is educating your tips that you came up with tonight? Um, so mine, honestly came from like probably more recent events than anything else because when I was younger like I've said it my mom is like one of like 12 children so that we have a lot of cousins and things like that uh so holidays were were not necessarily bad and since moving to like the midwest like our holidays are like it's like my sisters and my mom it's or my my kids and us like it's it's never uh 
it, it hasn't been too bad. So it's kind of, I guess, a little mix of of all of that, I guess, um, if I had to say. What about you? Um, Some of that with, you know, family. Um, I'm pretty fortunate with the um, the people that I've gone no contact with or the family that aren't really in my life too much. I don't really have to see them very often and I don't see them during the holidays. Um, but, you know, there are always um, <laughs> very interesting conversations to be had when you get a group of people all in the same room together that come from different walks of life. Um, some of them probably political, especially with how um, escalated and kind of like polarized everything feels like it's been the last couple of years. Um, but yeah, I have some tips specific to um, grievers as well. Shout out to my grieving homies just because um I always got to got to keep them in mind. It's something that I struggle with and something that I know that a lot of people struggle with around the, the holiday season as well. So I have a couple couple in here based around that. So that's where yeah. mine came from. I like it. Before we get there, I got a couple <laughs> things for you. Number oh, one, okay. uh, the episode that aired today, um, which was the update. So if you were wondering, we did not go anywhere. We are still recording as of now because you're listening. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I, I talked about like being excited for hockey because I was starting summer season because I had to stop in the winter because it was like so hard to get the girls taken care of and then go and then it was late and all that. So it's summer season. We have, I believe this this coming Thursday is our last game for like the regular season and it's playoffs. We are... If we, as long as we either win or force overtime, we are guaranteed first place. So that's really exciting. Um, so getting ready to go for another, um, another ship, trying to, trying to get a second one in my three years of playing. So that'd be pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was funny because it's like ironic timing where I'm trying to get my mind right to like play this last game and hopefully play well. And it's like, huh, that's funny. So, uh, I just appreciate you because that was, you know, you asked me, a question about what I had going on. And that was the thing I was excited about. And it just made me re-excited. So past me is here now thinking future you. We it's our recording schedule is super interesting just in the, the like, Oh, well these episodes that are coming out now were recorded so long ago that it's just, it's constantly, it's like a funny weekly reminder of, Oh man, yeah. <laughs> those were our issues. Like what? Two months ago or a month and a half ago, which, um, I don't, I really don't think that there's been, um, I, I, let me back, backpedal for a second. <laughs> I had somebody recently ask me, um, you know, you guys talk about how this, these episodes are recorded so far in the past, but like, it still feels like you guys are having really timely conversations or not even necessarily timely, but like, um, so unless you say something about it, you can't really tell. And um, I I think part of it is that we don't really necessarily talk too much about current events or talk too much about like, you know, what's going on in the yeah. news. Like if yeah. we were to do that this week, we'd talk maybe about Maui and how the yeah. entire island's on fire. Yeah. Um, but when the time, by the time that this comes out, that's no longer going to be, you know, a hotline or a headline or something. So, um, but I think that that, is a sentiment to you and the topics that you pick, the topics that you let me pick that, um, you know, we're having these conversations and it's not even 
it's something that everybody can relate to at all times. I don't think it's anything that's necessarily, you know, like, yeah, today's a little bit, <laughs> you know, dated. Yeah. We probably wouldn't be talking about surviving the holidays and like it go out in maybe, you know, February or March. But, um, Duh. yeah, I think it's, it's been a, a really cool experience to go back every Monday and listen to the episodes as they release too, and be like, Oh girl, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't I, even I know. <laughs> I feel that. Um, I like I said, I like it, and for me, like I'm, I'm neck deep in it, and edit them, and then build the episodes, and then write the show notes, and all that kind of stuff. So like, I forget even what what I say in certain episodes or what things were mentioned. It's like, oh yeah, that was this episode, and I get excited again to hear it. Like I'm hearing it for the first time, and there's things that like you laugh at, and then like I giggle out loud and get looked at, like what the hell are you laughing at? And it's so it's like you wouldn't understand, but you should because you should listen. Um, but uh, no, um, I just I like like you said, I I enjoy that aspect of it. And um, on that note, I just want to pass along a compliment I got today. Um, so somebody messaged me and they said every week I love Caitlin more and more. So that's specifically for you, and uh, we'll we'll give you some more holiday bells for that. <laughs> well, thank you for whoever who um whoever said that. This has been um a random experience that tripped and fell in my lap, and especially <laughs> with how you and I met via Facebook message and had well like our podcasting Facebook group, and now it's been what we're on month I don't even know of recording together, so. Um, I'm also finding that as the more episodes that we record, I feel like the more comfortable that I get. Maybe it's just because we're um, building our rapport and we have we've never kind of shied away from having some difficult topics or like difficult conversations. But um, I really appreciate that. Whoever said that. And I feel like it's um, maybe a testament to the um, the concept that you've built out here that um I don't know. Maybe I'm just an idiot and I talk too much and I overshare, but <laughs> <laughs> um, that was so nice. That was very sweet. Whoever said that. Thank you. Um, and then uh, I think this is the last thing. I don't think I, my, my, my brain is scattered today, but uh, you posted a thing uh, about writing with AI. And I wanted mm -hmm. to ask you about that. Like what, what inspired you to, to do that experiment? And like, did you get the results that you were expecting to get when you put that out there? So yes, circling back, let me also set this up. You are mentioning a post that I recently posted. I, um, I asked chat GPT, that's chat GPT is what I've been using. I've paid for the paid subscription, the more advanced version of it that has, it's only, it's like uh, 50 questions every three hours is its cap. But its knowledge base is still, as of this recording, limited to September 2021. But that doesn't necessarily mean that everything that it can do is dated in that. It's just if I ask for, hey, will you give me current, um, like, the, like the other day at work, I asked ChatGPT, can you tell me recent trends in the United States regarding firearms trafficking just to see what it was going to spit out at me. And it said, well, my knowledge base is dated. So no, I can't. And also <laughs> you should reach out to your law enforcement, your local law enforcement agency or the ATF to be able to get that. And I was like, well, I'm asking you, ChatGPT. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I asked ChatGPT this whole long list of things like, um, yes, you provide information, but what else 
do you do? And ChatGPT told me it can help with writing. It can help with language translation. It can help um, problem solve through some computer coding issues, um, explain knowledge base, um, explain or help break down complicated concepts, have conversations about philosophy, and, you know, a, a whole long list of things. Oh, it also said it can uh, recommend books and movies based on things that you like. So then I had a whole question or a whole conversation about ethics with ChatGPT, which was very interesting. And then I also said, do you remember things about me if you can, um, you know, give me suggestions for books or movies that you think I'd like? Like, does that mean that you retain the information that I tell you? And it said, no, I do not remember any conversations past what we have. None of the developers even really read or even read these conversations. Um, your privacy and the safety of your information is the of the utmost important of the utmost importance. So I gave um, chat GPT a nickname. I asked for it to pick a nickname for itself. And it gave me like dumb nicknames, whatever. <laughs> so I, ch I chose to call chat GPT Lexi. So I had a whole conversation where we chose the name Lexi. Uh, Lexi said, I have no problem with you calling me that. You can refer to me in anything. I'm not a human. I'm, I don't have feelings, thoughts, or emotions. So I don't really have a preference or a favorite type of conversation or topic. Um, but you are more than welcome to call me anything you want to call me. I said, okay. So then I started a new conversation. And I said, hey, Lexi, ask a question. And then ChatGPT said, you seem to want to call me Lexi. Okay, you can call me whatever you want, but I'll keep that in mind. Like, it didn't remember that conversation. Mm. So I've just fallen down this rabbit hole, Matt. Can you tell? Yeah. So you're referencing an Instagram post that I posted where I asked ChatGPT to write me a poem. Please write a funny haiku about grief and include profanity. And it wrote me a haiku. Um, it said the the nature of haikus with the with the um, just the format of a, of a of a syllable and the format of a haiku just limits what you can do with it. So the humor might be a bit unconventional. And it wrote its haiku, and then I came up with one. And I didn't even realize Matt until like forty eight hours after I posted it. I didn't even write a haiku because my syllab my syllabus <laughs> <laughs> my syllables are off. It's five seven five. Mine's like five nine five. But I was playing around with it just because I wanted to. Um, you know, we'd had a conversation about using AI in writing, and um, it it didn't. It wasn't a great product. It wasn't <laughs> something that like. I left it very like loose and open-ended. I very, I didn't give it too much direction. I just said, we please write me a funny haiku about grief and um, please include profanity. And that was all that it said. Then the haiku for references, grief's a real pain, huh? Life's a mess. Oh, what the hell? Laugh and ring grief's bell. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. my haiku, which is not actually a haiku, Son of a bitch, man. Grief is like losing a limb suddenly. No arms, yet I'm here. And no arms is, of course, a reference to both my parents. And here I am. I'm still here. Um, I had several comments on that Instagram page or that Instagram post that said, like, um, 
your comment. A, I didn't really understand the assignment for me. Yours definitely equates grief to something anyone can understand. Uh, my friend Andrea commented on it and said, yours by far, AI's is too grief light for me. So if you are in the trenches of grief, like you got to go all in with the dark humor, like, or like the severe references, because it definitely feels like suddenly losing an, uh, losing a limb and having to function without it. So, yeah. um, I don't know. I've, I've played with it a little bit too. Um, I asked for chat GPT to write me an outline of a thriller. I said, write an outline of a thriller, um, involving an analyst in law enforcement and an investigation into a criminal organization, introduce some other characters. Uh, and then I just kind of let it sit back. And as soon as I hit enter, it started typing and it gave me like some characters. It gave me brief synopsis and it just, it left it very broad. It was like, here's so-and-so who's the chief and supervisor of the unit who has a troubled past. And then that <laughs> was, that was like all that it gave me on that character. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I think for me, the utility that using AI in the context of writing is maybe some structure, um, mm -hmm. but also helping me conceptualize things a little bit better. Like it's, I don't know, like I, I have so many ideas for blog posts that I want to write about grief and motherhood and, um, being a career driven mother and all the things that come with all of that, all the baggage that comes with it. And, um, I don't know. I feel like it's something I can like have a conversation with some, with somebody, with a thing to uh -huh. help grind out some of those ideas or concepts where they're a little bit more polished than if I would have just been left to my own devices. If that makes any sense. It does. <laughs> I, I like, I like your answer to that. Um, I just want to say I cheated a little bit and that was my first tip on how to get through the holidays. Ask an intuitive question to steer the conversation where you're okay with it going. I asked a question about a social media post and there you go. We heard a story. I didn't have to hear something I didn't want to hear. It wasn't awkward for you. It wasn't awkward for me. That was my tip. Number one. I just got got. <laughs> I mean, it's cheating a little bit because this is the point of like we're we're on a podcast and that's what you're expecting. But well, you, you also were just passionate about it. Okay, yes, I'm passionate about it. But you also know how excited I get when I fall down rabbit holes, and I've been in it with like with ChatGPT. I've been in it with AI. Yeah, and that's very the thing, is sneaky. I, very yeah, sneaky so for you people out there listening. If you know something about the person that you don't necessarily <laughs> want to talk to, or you know how to how to stir up the person you want to talk to, so that the person you don't want to talk to doesn't get a chance to have like a moment, there you go. Just ask a question. Be like, "Oh damn, what was that social media post about?" Sorry, <laughs> I got got y'all. Oh damn, <laughs> um, that's a really good tip. Uh, can you tell us a specific example of how you wish you would have used that in the past or and I or a situation that I don't know you like if there's a topic you want to avoid you got a crazy uncle that wants to talk about yeah. know, AI taking over the world <laughs> I mean that's the thing is like there's 
there's plenty of times where I get stuck at a, I get stuck at a table and the adults would be talking and like, I'm an adult now. So like, I guess I would be like part of that conversation. But when I was a teenager, I get stuck in those moments like that. And then I just like, I feel weird getting up and then somebody comes and sits next to you. So now it's even weirder if you get up and like, you just got to sit here and listen to them talk about some random thing that like doesn't pertain to you. And they're all old. So you don't even remember what it is. And it's just like, cool. Okay. Whatever. Fine. So like, yeah, I wish I, I wish there's some time sitting around a, a giant table with like, you know, four or five aunts and uncles where I would have been like, Hey, so what about that thing? But as a kid, I couldn't really pull it off as much. Like, it would have to be, it would have to have been the right people sitting at that table to not look at me like, what are you talking about anyway? So, but yeah. Well, it's a very clear demonstration about how Matt's first tip really works. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like it. Um, yeah. So we just talked a little bit about how my mindset and where I was coming from um, involves toxicity toxic family members um special shout out to those who are grievers dealing with the holidays but i think everybody can utilize this first tip which is um not being afraid to set some fucking boundaries um there there (laughs) you should never feel bad for removing yourself from a conversation that you do not want to be a part of whether it's somebody asks a, asks you a question that's super rude oh my favorite one. Oh my gosh um when luke and i were dating we dated for several years before we got engaged and um i feel like other maybe young women um or younger individuals who are in a long-term relationship or even if they're single showing up and you have nosy ass family members asking so when are you gonna get married <laughs> like <laughs> so when are you guys gonna have kids or uh when are you gonna bring a boyfriend are you saying anybody like <laughs> um i don't think it's a bad thing to have a super snarky remark um to to have in response to that but you are not obligated to answer that fucking question or any question that you don't feel like it there's absolutely nothing wrong with saying to nosy family member example um x that um you know um i don't really feel comfortable talking about that with you would you like another water would you like some (laughs) beer i'm gonna go get another beer (laughs) kind of thing you know so um whether it's it's boundaries with conversation boundaries with the amount of time that you're going to spend at people's houses i have some some family or some friends who all both sides of their extended families all live in this small town that my husband's from and they between thanksgiving it is like six different thanksgivings in two (laughs) or three days that they have to go to everybody wants to see the babies Baby's nap times are totally screwed up. It's not something that you can just right the ship with by having a chill Sunday before everybody goes back to work. So um, if you're also (laughs) parenting pro tip, if you're going to set boundaries for anybody, let it be your kids. Let it be your kids naps. Um, (laughs) Let it also don't be afraid to use your kids as an excuse to get out of shit. (laughs) (laughs) maybe that's my Um, second tip matt (laughs) i like it uh i'm gonna piggyback off of that one this is this was one of my last ones but um i will i agree 
And mine is don't be afraid to walk away until food is done. Like mm. you gotta, I, like I am known to just get up and walk away and people would be like, where the hell did he go? And I went for a walk. I was gone. Sometimes somebody comes with me. Somebody like somebody is also sitting outside like, Hey, where are you going? I was like, I don't want to be in there. Neither do I. Where are you about to go? Uh, I'm going to walk down the street, maybe around the block. I don't know. We'll see. And then I send a text message. Hey, you guys eating yet? And it's like, no, I still like whatever. And it's like, okay, let's make another lap. <laughs> so I agree. Yep. Set them boundaries. Don't be afraid to get up and walk away. Don't be like, don't be afraid to say, hey, can I get you something? I, I was going to get up and grab something. And then, you know, if you end up by the punch bowl for like 15 minutes talking to somebody else, oh man, sorry, I got caught up. I didn't mean to leave you hanging like that. Oh yeah, what about them cards? <laughs> well, no, don't talk about them this season. They <laughs> suck this season. Oh, poor Wayno. Anyways, sorry, <laughs> rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> yes, and you know how I, most of those family gatherings, you got like one or two cool ass cousins or cool other family members where you're like, hey, you want to go like hide out and just like go chill and bullshit for a little bit or just go like hide in silence and watch tiktoks or scroll instagram with each other you know just chilling and hiding <laughs> i definitely uh i have some family members like that but um yeah inverse of that though do not be afraid to remove yourself from situations you don't want to be in at the same time for some of your family members, especially your older family members, make sure that you at least carve out some time to have a conversation with them. If you feel like it's going to be good for you, your mental health, your boundaries, all the toxic family members, all of that still keep in mind too. Um, but um, my husband has wonderful grandparents who are getting up there in age. Um, Papa Bill is turning 92 next month. Shout out Papa Bill. Oh, he wow. is so, he's so funny, Matt. Oh my gosh. He goes, um, for, for the first several months that I, or years that I was dating Luke, he was kind of quiet. I didn't really get to, you know, interact with him too much because his hearing was terrible, but then he got hearing aids. And he <laughs> just like came to life, like just silently slipping in quips of um, talking about kids. We were talking about kids sometime or and I don't even remember what the conversation was. But he said, yeah, that's why I don't throw rocks when I drive by schoolyards. And we we're just like, Bill, what are you saying? What? And he said, yeah, I don't throw rocks when I drive by schoolyards because I don't, I don't want to hit one of mine. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, he just came alive. So, um. He is a good man. It's always a great time hanging with him. And I want to make sure that when I have those um, convert or uh, when we have those family gatherings to kind of go out of my way and have like a little one on one conversation or make sure that they, that he feels included in some conversation, too, because he and, and other family members, too. We don't know if this might be the last time that we see them, which I don't know if is a little gruesome way to think about the holidays. Um, but that's. I think something that um, maybe grievers probably understand a little bit better too, because you never know when the last time that all of you will be together all at once will be. So um, yeah, I definitely, and you never know, maybe we'll have a Papa Bill random joke where everybody <laughs> he just slides one in and we're just like, what the, and all of us are doubled over in laughter. So I don't know. It could be a good memory too. Yeah. Uh, you know, 
the like when everybody's got to like present their like project to the class and there's that one kid that like starts to like lean over their work and it's like you can't tell whether they're fixing something or changing something or whatever i'm that kid because like your your answers are so like thoughtful and like you know like oh that was so caring and like sweet my next one is i i am preemptive i am like a military going in creating supply chains i will go to my mom's house and i'll stash magazines I'll, like magazines I'll buy. So I never read them. So they come over I, whenever I come over randomly, it's like, I'll just, you know, I'll leave a magazine and I'll be like, Oh, you left your magazine. It's like, Oh, that's fine. I'll get it. I'll get it another time. So then when I'm sitting there bored out of my mind, it's like, Oh damn, I got that magazine. I never read. And then I start reading this magazine and it's brand new to me. Cause I never read it. <laughs> Why a magazine and not your phone? Does somebody at your family gatherings always say, there's Matt always on that phone? No, because a magazine you can put down and close and it doesn't refresh. <sighs> so you can go back You can go back to where you were. Uh, no, but I mean, also you got to worry about your phone dying. And if you're on your phone, if I'm reading a magazine, I can, and this is, I'm not even going to call it a TMI. But I don't know what's going to pop up on my fucking timeline. And I don't I don't need nobody over my shoulder being like, what in the like, I don't want to have to explain that a magazine that's got cars in it. That's just what it is. Or a magazine that's like building something. I don't, there's no there's no it's safe. If a little kid is walking up and like this kid's up on my shoulder, I don't got to be like, hey, man, why don't you why don't you go over there? See, you know, like, I don't got to worry about that. So. Um, that's just like what it is yeah, i like the textile <laughs> feel of a magazine and like if you're reading a magazine people are far more far more or less likely to ask something stupid because you physically are looking at them if you have your phone out they might still talk to you they might still ask you a question because it's just your phone it's something that everybody has but it's like a newspaper you don't go up to somebody read a newspaper and be like yo what are you doing i'm reading the fucking newspaper what do you think i'm doing <laughs> you don't you don't do that Okay, quick front runner for our next <laughs> Holmes Room podcast sticker. That's just what it is. That's just what hey, it is. I like so, it. Matt Holmes. <laughs> Writing it down now. It's just what it is. <laughs> oh my gosh. Honestly, you might have just you might have just done something there. Um so tell me more about the timing of this. When are when is the it feels like we're talking about paraphernalia here? by the way, when do you drop <laughs> off the goods at your mom's uh, house? It kind of depends. So like, if I know, like, for instance, if it was Thanksgiving and I know that like, we're going to be over there on, uh, you know, Monday, because we're going to talk about whatever we're going to do, who's going to cook what I might drop it off on Monday or come over on Monday or come over on Sunday and, you know, just a surprise visit and then hang out for a little bit and then leave the, leave the magazine or leave the, leave the goods behind. And then, you know, when I come over to drop off, you know, like, like if we're staging food there, so like all the stuff is just going to go in your freezer. So we don't have to worry about this thing getting left behind or whatever, or you got more space in this than I do, you know, then I might, you know, stash another one, you know, somewhere else and hang out and thumb through it. So, so it's there. And then it's like, yeah. And then they continuously remind me, hey, you got a magazine here. Did you know that? I said, yeah, I did know that. <laughs> Stash magazines at your family gatherings. You don't yep. have to talk to people. <laughs> and well then and then but you that's can do so it that's so you, big brain, Matt. <laughs> you can pass them off to be like, hey, here's a magazine and occupy kids. 
that are going to look through it. You could occupy old people that don't want to talk to nobody anyway. Hey, did you see this thing? And then you get them stuck in a thing and now you don't got to talk to them, which is the reverse of your thing earlier. See, like I said, I feel like I'm in the back of the room trying to like readjust and, and trick, but that's, that's my tip. That was, that was my second tip actually. So that was front of brain. <laughs> Dash magazines and all your hidey holes. I'm sorry. I don't know why that's so funny to me, but that's so true. And there's the other thing too, where like you, if you have a magazine versus like me, I, I just like read big ass chapter books. I know back here, all my yeah. big chapter books are over off camera. You can't see them, but I do have big ass chapter books. I can't haul one of those around and just pick up, kick my feet up in the middle of a family gathering. Cause then I'll get judged or then I'll be like, well, Caitlin's purposely being antisocial magazine is so much more approachable than a big ass book. But also if you just appear with the magazine, you didn't walk in with this magazine. It was just here. So it's like you're in a waiting room where you're just like, so, so it's not even, there's no guilt in it. It doesn't look like you just brought a magazine to, to distract yourself. It looks like, Oh, this is magazine is here. I'm going to, I'm going to read through it. It's just something to do. And then you get preoccupied and people are going to leave you alone. Cause you're, cause you're doing something. So just picture you hiding behind this magazine, periodically <laughs> checking your clock. Eh, okay. <laughs> just food ready. Uh, food, food, something. Big no. brain, you know, Okay, I see that. Um, <laughs> all right, my next thing. Make me feel terrible. Go, go ahead. No, see, I don't know if I understood the assignment because I would have been like, okay, we'll squirrel away some like fucking sour candy somewhere too. Um, bring here's my here's my next one. I'm kind of going a little bit off script here. Um, bring some like fun games. Bring some fun board games. Like every year at my husband's Thanksgiving, we all play poker. And shit talk. That is like some real fun family uh, spent. That's like fun family time for all of us. So I'm going to take your money, Uncle Bill. Shout out, <laughs> Uncle Bill. Um, uh, but yeah, so also bring ones that may have um, like spoons. All the cousins, we play spoons and we like dive over tables. Like I don't care who it is. I will elbow the hell out of my own husband to get a damn plastic spoon. Okay. But even that is not necessarily filling the time, but it's still making sure that there's some fun structured into the the family time together. Um, maybe start a group chat with some of the family members that you're excited to see. Um, whatever's trending on TikTok. I just got recently um, a couple holidays. I don't know, whatever. With my side of the family, I did. Um, there was this this board game that was like trending on TikTok, and then I and I went and got it and it's that the circle with the the letters on the one letter per button that you bunt that you punch down and it's like you get a category and you have to say uh something in that category that starts with that letter and you have to push it and you like scoot the table around or whatever i don't know if you have seen the TikTok, obviously you know what i'm talking about but um but yeah sometimes that is um a good way to Stay away maybe from some taboo topics. Not that that's necessarily why I bring that just as a survival tip for those of you who um, who do struggle with with coming up, walking away from the family gathering and feeling like it was time well spent or feeling like you um, feel better afterwards. Um, yeah, I think doing that or even um, if any of you guys have a virtual reality headset please do that i have a we had a um 
one of my husband's cousins had an Oculus and my father-in-law wore it. And I just saw the video, but I wasn't actually there at that gathering. And it was so funny. It was the one where you're like walking on a piece of plywood over uh, like off the top of a giant skyscraper or something. And he'd never worn an Oculus before. So it was like very yeah. disorienting to him. Um, but very entertaining and very funny. So, yeah, I don't know. Just um, bring something with you to occupy some of that time and make sure that it's um, fun. Things should be fun. It's supposed to be fun. It's the holidays, Matt. We're having fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to follow that up with uh, a big gap of nothing because that's exactly what my next one would have been um uh, me and my sister tend to uh tend to get games and uh help keep it fun that's literally what i wrote down so yeah uh we you know whatever whatever kind of games we're a big uno family we like to play uno um especially teaching kids uno and the savagery of uno um but uh we also like we we try and find like kitschy weird games that like don't make sense like we got this one and it, i i some i wish i could remember the name of it it's like buccaneers or something it's some weird game where like you you have these crossbones and you roll them and if they match if you get two that match the cards because the cards have like a, an image on the top and an image on the bottom so when these crossbones land two images will be up and you if you match them you get a, you get a card and you take a um you take coins from the other players. So whoever has the most coins at the end of the game wins because you, because you have it. So uh, there's opportunities to steal coins. There's opportunities to get your coins taken away by essentially the bank. So whoever, once the first person's out of, uh, out of coins, they're eliminated to the last person with either the most when you're just, when you decide to be done or the last person with coins ends up winning. Uh, that game was so weird. We had to sit down, me, Courtney, and my sister had to sit down and like figure out the bugs of this game before we could actually play it with anybody because it was just so confusing and made no sense. And then we found out you could do this weird way of if I have this card, you have this card, and they have this card, they can call your bluff and say you don't have the card, but you lose a coin if you obviously like were wrong. But all of us would be right because all of there was enough cards and only three of us playing that somehow we kept mm -hmm. ending up with the same cards. So nobody wanted to call a bluff, but also uh bluffineer, that's what it's called. Bluffineer. Okay. Um, uh that sounds fun. I think it might be yeah, our jam. Was we you have to figure out the bugs for it. I promise you, once you figure it once you figure out your own house rules to make these rules make sense, it'll it's fun to play. But uh we, look it up on Amazon. Yeah, we uh we had to figure it out and we kept getting st stuck in this moment of like, well, who takes the coin on this one or who does whatever on this one because like we we all have the match so nobody can challenge and if you do challenge you're wrong and it just made it so confusing and so hard so we were like you have to play with an even number of players like no matter what you can't play Love with an odd near dice game yes correct you got me throwing dice at thanksgiving yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay there you go so playing <laughs> games but um you know we like you said keeping it light playing games um that's always kind of been what what's got got us by i grew up in a uh you know bustling like 
bunch of cousins, bunch of aunts, bunch of uncles, and you know, somebody we were either watching movies or they were playing games. And I remember distinctly in New York going down the stairs to the living room and family watching whatever. Like the one that sticks out to me specifically is the first Bad Boys. And I walked downstairs and I said, uh, what are you guys watching? Just, you know, as I entered the room, it was like, shut up. We watching a movie. We have a-. And I was like, whoa, like they were taking it serious. I don't know what was going on. I just remember looking at the scene and now I can recognize it as it was bad boys, but I don't, I don't know. At the time I had no idea what was going on. And I was like, damn, I'm not walking in this room again. So I just like, cool. So like, that's, that's the thing that, that they, that my mom's side of the family does is they'll watch movies and they take it real serious. And you know, like, if you ain't watching the movie or you ask what's going on, just watch the movie and find out. <laughs> like- uh, big tradition for my older brother. Shout out Josh. He watches um, every year on Christmas. TBS plays uh, a Christmas story over and over and over again for full 24 hours. And we always have it on always. It's his favorite, one of his favorite movies. Um, so movies, Hey, tune everybody out and just watch a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll survive. Um, I like There's it. There's a reason you watch them when you go on dates. No, I'm joking. Oh, shit. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Shout out, Courtney. We love you. Um, all right. So next one, specific to the holiday season, I do this more around Christmas. Um, to keep things in perspective, to make sure that I'm spending my time and money and energy in something in the holiday season on something that is not me or stress or family or something, I make a point every year to go and do something for somebody else to volunteer, to participate in like a toy drive. Um, recently, the last couple of years, or recently since my dad uh, passed away, he was very involved in an organization here in Missouri called uh, Jeff Co Shop with a Cop, which they raise so much money and they bus in busloads of kids to come and shop with a cop sometimes for the first time that this that this is their first positive interaction with a first responder um ever the the grinch is there santa's there <laughs> they get pictures with santa taken and it is one of the coolest things to be able to stand outside of um the store where they have it this busload of kids just totally turns up as soon as they turn they turn pull the corner it's and these are kids that have had contact with law enforcement, have had negative contact with law enforcement, um, have been in the foster care system, uh, really come from uh, broken homes. And to be able to love on them, to help donate money, to allow for them to be able to get a gift, but to also make sure that they are using the money on themselves and just like enjoying in the magic of being a kid is um absolutely incredible so um but you don't have to do that like even if it's just showing up dropping a bike off or something or um uh a a really super easy hands-off i guess i say it's the lazy way to be very giving um our local foster closet here in jefferson county has um an amazon wish list so when they they periodically share it i click on there and i'll buy like 50 60 bucks worth of shit just have it shipped there i don't have to leave my couch i just pick up my phone and i'm like all right i did something nice (laughs) like i'm very fortunate i'm very lucky like others are not others do not have the cards you know others don't have that so um 
especially during the holiday season, to help you keep things into perspective, to help you understand that things could be so much worse for you, but also take the opportunity to love on another human being and be good and put good out into the world. Um, I highly recommend that. There's a lot of feel good stuff that comes from that. And you don't know what, what else that could start. Like one yeah. little thing could start something completely different. So I, I love that. Um, I got a story about that. But I want to try and wrap it up because we're getting tighter on time. But I, my last, my last, uh, my last um, one I wrote down. Like I didn't have a ton because, like, when I sat down and thought about it, like I enjoy spending time with my family. But like I said, right now it's just my like my immediate family, so I don't go to big family gatherings. But um, the last one I got is read the room. Not mm-hmm. meaning read the room is in like you know what's happened, what's going on. If you're with like a spouse or kids or, you know, like you brought a homie over, whatever it is, uh, make sure you're paying attention to them and seeing how they are. Like if they're starting to get burnt out or wound down, even if you're having a good time, it is important to remember that like your spouse might not be having a good time or your kids might not be having a good time and they're just not vocal about it because they see you having a good time and they don't want to take that away. So pay attention to that. Read the room. Um, if the host is like, y'all need to get the fuck up out my house and you, and you, and you're not moving and they're trying to clean up or they're trying to, they're, they're doing too much. And it seems like they're trying to rush you along. Chances are they're probably trying to rush your ass along. Keep it moving. But, uh, yeah, like I said, read the room, but one of my favorite memories, uh, I used to be a bike tech at the sporting goods store in town and um, I helped people get their bikes fixed, uh, all that kind of stuff. And I used to do it on cheap. Um, I don't, I, I don't know what the statute of limitations is on this and hopefully they don't listen to this anyway, but um, I used to make up prices for the services. So like if it's, if it's somebody that needs their bike fixed and they need it fixed for a reason, um, you know, like it's their kid's bike and it's the only bike they can afford, or it's a mom's bike and it's, you know, the way she gets to work, or it's somebody who that's their only mode of transportation in general. Like there's one guy who came in and he put more, he put more miles on his bike in a year than he put on his car in three. So like, it was like, he, 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 he would drive or ride his bike constantly. So I was known for like giving people good help and, you know, good services on the cheap. And, uh, KU came in and they wanted to do a bike drive and they were like, Hey, so we want to try and do this, but we don't know the best way to do it. We're getting prices. Um, we, we decided to come here. We wanted to make sure this happened. So I did everything in my power to give them the best discount I possibly could on, I think I built 60 bikes or something like that in like three weeks. Um, so like I just knocked out bike after bike, after bike, day after day, after day. And then, uh, as a thank you, they were like, Hey, do you want to come to the game when we're going to present these bikes? You know, because you, you did all of this. And I was like, absolutely. Like, of course. So I got to take my nephew to his first K or one of his first KU games. And like, he got to, uh, go to like a, a press box essentially where they had like, you know, snacks or whatever. And then we got to watch the game, but then, you know, watching these kids come out on the floor and, uh, get these, get these bikes that I helped build. And like, to me, knowing that that's like their, their potential first taste of freedom. Cause like your bike is like mm-hmm. the first time you're like, I got these two wheels and these quads and we're going to burn up this town town, meaning like the next six blocks, but either way. Um, mm-hmm. that, so I can, I agree a hundred percent. Um, 
I, I love that mentality of like giving back and doing things like I'm going to probably try and do it again this year where I'm either going to make everything I get for people for Christmas or I'm going to shop Etsy and small businesses and things like that to try and support the people that are out here grinding for whatever. I mean, obviously there's certain things you might not be able to do that with, but as much as I can, I'm going to try and do that. So, and it's not like it takes these giant, huge gestures. That's incredible, by the way, Matt, how awesome do you have that? And what a great example that your nephew has of that being like, Oh, okay. This is a thing that my family does. Like that's awesome. But it also doesn't have to be a huge gesture of, you know, like dropping off 30 fucking turkeys at the, uh, you know, the food bank or something like um, just one small act of kindness, even if it's just paying for somebody's Starbucks order behind you is just more good into the world during the holiday season. So So, I will say that that is a good thing, paying for the order behind you. However, I have heard that now they would like you to do a gift card for whatever that total is. So it doesn't mess up the queue. And then people start getting the wrong orders. Cause apparently that's what happens. I did not know that, but my friend that works in uh fast food uh, was like, it happened. There was a day where star where somebody decided to do that. It was a social media trend or something. And they decided to do that. And it just kept screwing up the queue. So everybody's orders were getting jacked up because once you pay for it, it clears it. And then you don't know whose order is what. So get a gift card. And you can, and they will be happy to do that. But um, even, and that person may be able to afford that. So they just pass the gift card back to them because you don't know who's in the car behind you. So yeah, gift cards is what I was told is like the best way to do it for the employee and the people that they're handing it to. So, but yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, And then the third thing was you wanted me to mention my mom's cooking and what my favorite, uh, what my favorite dish was. So uh, my mom's cooking is really good. She makes really good potato salad. I will say that she makes she makes really good sides. She she used to make really good mains. She has slipped a little bit, but I think that's because we've taken on like making the mains so that she just has to worry about sides. So like she she has less to worry about. But at the same time, she can still cook a really good turkey. She can she can still do some some good stuff in the kitchen as far as mains go and on the grill. Um, but I, I tend to make whatever, like I smoke something or whatever now. But um, as for like her cooking in general, still my mom, she still makes killer fried chicken. Uh, I still think it's better than mine. Like there's a debate up sometimes that her, mine's better than hers, but I don't think mine touches hers, whatever. Um, that's, that's, that's Humble my mom's king. chicken. Yeah, that's my mom's chicken. It's always going to be the best in my opinion. But um my favorite dish, and this is going to sound really weird, but there's a story. And this is why I wanted to uh, try and wrap it up quickly mm-hmm. so I could get to this story. So every year we have quiche for Christmas. Um, so not Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, we have quiche. So when we all lived together and we were kids, that was like the breakfast on Christmas morning was quiche. Um, so bacon, it's like a, a breakfast pie, I think is how I heard it described in something um, where it's like eggs, um, a little bit of cheese and then bacon and a pie crust and you bake them. And it is amazing. I don't know what the recipe is or what she does. And this is where the story comes in. But uh, it is always like the the time of year that we look forward to because it's the only time of year we get quiche. We don't get quiche for any other holiday, any other reason. It's just Christmas Day. Um, the, so the night before Christmas Eve, she'll, she makes them. So she's cooking a bunch of bacon and it's a tradition since i don't i've probably been doing it since i was like nine or ten like it's been forever like i still lived in maryland when i started doing this i think but um 
I go in and I just kind of chatter up and I steal a couple pieces of bacon and then pass the bacon off. And, um, it, it is just like a, a, it's not Christmas unless I do it. And like, I didn't do it two years ago or last year or something. And like my other sister did it and everybody kind of looked at me and they were like, are you okay? And I was like, why? And they're like, cause you didn't, you didn't steal the bacon. And it's like, yeah, I just, I was trying to just be nice. I wasn't going to do it. I didn't know that that was like my role and my job, but okay. It's tradition, man. Yeah, Come on. Um, but, uh, she she said that she wasn't gonna she wasn't until she's done making the quiches or until she can't make them anymore she wasn't gonna give us the recipe and i was like okay so um i had uh instagram posts like four or five years ago about how good it was and one of my friends was like hey like what's the recipe and i was like funny story i don't know the recipe because she won't give it to me and she's like what and my mom saw the conversation and she was like do you want the recipe and i was like wait are you gonna give the recipe to this random person but not to me what in the world and then um she she gave me the recipe she gave me two copies and i was like i don't want that second copy you ain't giving me a copy of that i don't like you no i'm holding you to it now so this random random friend who i'm not necessarily really friends with anymore like it's just a person i don't like it's not in my life anymore but uh she she's got the recipe to my mom's quiche i do not have the recipe to this quiche and um you know when i think about the holidays and i think about what's going on and i think about my mom's cooking thanksgiving food is fine you know sides are fine easter is fine like fourth of july whatever all i think about all year for you know the 364 days until it comes back around is uh it's christmas and getting quiche that that morning and she'll make one for like like our house she'll make them for my sister she'll make like whoever, like if we're not in the same house or we we won't be all in the same place when we wake up that morning then uh she'll make us our own like one to take home so it's like yeah so shout out mom and her quiche that's my favorite she is a national treasure and we must protect her at all costs <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. my gosh that is awesome yeah uh, my mom used to make it's called uh shit on a shingle oh okay <laughs> okay i was hoping you were gonna have a story it's a very um i think it's like west virginia down back in the holler type food mm -hmm. it's a piece of white bread you roll it flat pull fold it into a muffin tin crack an egg in it bake all that the toast is crunchy the egg's great and then she would always do this cheese sauce that she only she still to this day. My sister is like tried to replicate it and it's it just doesn't hit the same because it's not mom shit on a shingle. And apparently it's not actually what it's called. Maybe that's what I just remember it as being called. It's a very thing. It's a huge thing of controversy. My kids are going to know that it's grandma rhymes shit on a shingle. And of course, <laughs> in, in casual Caitlin tradition, it's got to have profanity in the name because why wouldn't it? Good Lord. Yeah. I didn't even come up with that, by the way. <laughs> now y'all see that. what you see what environment I grew up in. <laughs> it was destined to be um, not I um, I love that. That's awesome. Uh, I think that, you know, those are the things I was hoping you were going to have a story because like mm -hmm. for me, like it, it put in when you asked that it put it into perspective for me and it definitely made me feel like lucky to like to know you and, and knowing you to like hear the stories like that of your parents and like mm -hmm. being, you know, like, man, I just like I can imagine, you know, you could drop 
you in the same, you know, family dynamic that I had and like me and yours, and we would probably still end up being the, the same people we are. Cause it's so similar in the way of like, it's, it's just, it's just people being people. There's no, the subtext and the, you know, social status and all that stuff doesn't make a difference. What it is, is people still being people. Like we, uh, we have a joke in our house. My mom was, um, she was, I, I don't remember if she, I think she was making biscuits and she called them muffins and we um we did this weird thing where like all of a sudden we just all started like making fun of her for the fact that she couldn't like it was like wait are they biscuits or are they muffins what's the difference between a biscuit and a muffin like how do you how do you define the difference and because of that it made it so so funny that like it just still sticks when people come up with an argument that doesn't make sense or you're comparing two things that don't necessarily like jive but like we get the point somebody is like you know, somebody will just be like biscuits, muffins. Like if you're like, you know, I like football over, you know, hockey because of the X, Y, and somebody will just be like biscuits, muffins. And then you just laugh and let it go. Cause you know, it's not a, it's not a debate that like is going to go anywhere. And I always, I always appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah. There's special shout out again to the grievers as they navigate the holiday season. Um, do not be scared to ask or to have a conversation about your loved one. Do not be scared to ask your loved one, ask your family member about the loved one that they've lost. Like it's really lonely to be in grief. Um, that even if you bring up them in conversation and you're worried about making them sad, they're already sad. <laughs> they're already no. missing them. They're already trying to figure out how to navigate um, another holiday season again without the one person that they want there that they're missing deeply to be there. Um, don't be worried about making them sad. Use it as an opportunity to maybe revisit uh, a happy memory with them. Like ask, uh, what was your favorite memory with your loved one? And don't say loved one or like, like say their name, say the loved one's name, say, what was your favorite? Like when I'm at my husband's, um, family, um, I would love if somebody would to come up to me and be like, Hey, I hope you're okay. Do you need anything? No, I'm good. Okay. Um, I just was wondering what is, um, what's a tradition that you and your dad, Don used to do great opening for a wonderful conversation. One that would make me happy, probably would make me sad, but also I'm very, I'm sad already. I'm there on Christmas and they're <laughs> not like, I'm already sad, you know? Um, but yeah. And maybe we can count that as this week's. That's what she said too, Matt. <laughs> yeah, I I was wondering if that's what that if that's what you were gonna do, but I think that's a very good point. And you know, I I um you and you know your story has hit me so hard in like my everyday life that I you know am more protective and more aware of like whenever Courtney's going to practice because she goes an hour away whenever she's going to work because she's like 35 minutes away to make sure that I say I love you and to make sure that like I say you know like I'm thank you and she's she's gotten better about you know telling me that she got there safe and all of that because like I just I realize how easy that you know that is to just happen and how drastically life could change in those moments and that's something that like without meeting you without having you in my life, I don't know that I would have like been aware of that. Like to some degree, like I've always been, you know, like, I don't, I don't want to leave things unsaid. If you're my homie or I love you, I want to, I want to make sure because the next moment ain't promised, but now it's like mm -hmm. that much more 
like man i i that gets front of it's front of mind and it's one of the reasons why i love having these conversations every monday with you because i remember every monday that like i got blessed with meeting a really badass chick who has a really amazing story and can can make me laugh and you know kind of be my you know i i wouldn't call you a number two you are one b and that is uh you better put some respect on court's name all right let me tell you something (laughs) dude uh these weekly check-ins have been awesome they're great to just hash some shit out give an an opportunity for us to to work creatively regularly in our schedule but also like super thankful yet again that you just like took a chance on me and let me be your co-host even when i screw up my microphone settings (laughs) and you have to edit a whole episode (laughs) because i'm throwing shit at my mouthy cat my bad (laughs) guy okay oops yeah Yeah. (laughs) um but yeah this is it's it's super fun and regardless whenever this episode comes out it will be the holiday season so merry chrysler matt holmes <laughs> and shout Thank out you. to court shout out to the girls shout out to skelly big shout out to your moms and i hope you enjoy your quiche homie i hope i will most definitely do that <laughs> uh maybe she'll send you the recipe because she likes you more than she likes me i think um, Bruh, come <laughs> on now um but yeah no uh i appreciate it and uh you know, happy holidays to you. Cause I don't, again, I don't know when I, I think this is the last week in November, first week of December. Maybe it's the second week I'm off my schedule. Cause my last week has been like wild and I haven't done any of my normal stuff, but uh, we'll get, we're about to get back on schedule. So again, absolutely, holiday bells. <laughs> <laughs> happy holidays to all of you. Uh, we love you. We are here to be your biggest cheerleaders. Um, at the very least, we hope you got some kind of coping strategy out of the holiday season. At the end of the day, loving yourself, be kind to yourself, and we will catch you next week on the Homes Room Podcast. Yeah, we will. I just hope you laughed. <laughs> the bell is about to ring. If you want to drop us a voice message or simply ask a question, you can do that by clicking the link in the show notes below. Be sure to leave us a five-star review. It helps more people find us. Theme music by Kinsey. More music available on Spotify. Remember, every day is a class. Go learn something.